0: I'm Jackie from Cape Town in South Africa.
1: Andre from Brisbane. I'm Ben Whitey from Botswana.
2: Jim Panton from Edinburgh in Scotland.
0: I'm Lisa Breakno from Christchurch, New Zealand. Nick Kedinji from Nairobi, Kenya.
2: I'm Viggy from Tel Aviv in Israel. I'm Andy from Vancouver, Canada. This is Harish from Bangalore in India. I'm Brigitte Syperstein from Vrucht, the Netherlands. I'm Dougie Nisbet from
0: Durham in the UK. And you're listening to Run with Coach Parry.
2: Welcome onto to this edition of Run with Coach Perry. My name is Brad Brown. It's uh, an absolute pleasure to have you on board today. And uh, we get to chat something pretty interesting today, talking about power. Uh, And if uh, you have anything to do with the cycling uh, fraternity, you'll know that power has been the rage uh, over the last few years, and it's slowly starting to infiltrate its way into the running community uh, with the advent of running power meters. And uh, as you'll hear on today's podcast, uh, the coach, Lindsay Parry, uh, is a huge fan of running to power, and we catch up with uh, Garth Willis to talk a little bit about uh, his... His running and uh, how he's using a running meter, uh, a power meter, to improve his running. Uh, That's all coming up on today's show as well. Don't forget to stay tuned to the end of this uh, podcast too. We'll announce our next winner in our Biogen Journey uh, competition. All you need to do, if you'd like to win yourself three months' access to the Coach Perry Online Training Community, is uh, tell us what Biogen Journey you're on. And, uh, yeah, you could be a winner. We'll announce uh, one here on the podcast uh, next week as well. And uh, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll know that we've been following James Hobbo Hobson's journey to the Ironman 70.3 in Durban next June. And uh, the progress has been going pretty well. He's lost uh, a whole bunch of uh, weights. I think the last time we mentioned he had lost 12Ks. He's lost a little bit more as well. He has gone through a little bit of a slump because it is that time of the year. Uh, Christmas functions year end functions Uh, life is just super super busy I think for everyone at the moment Uh, and it's something that Hobbo's been struggling with too and uh, I got to pick up a little bit of uh, his coaching call with uh, Lindsay this week as well that I'm going to share with you now Uh, Hobbo's been struggling with getting his intensity up on his uh, intervals Uh, and if that's something that you struggle with uh, here's some great advice uh, as well so uh, we'll listen to what Hobbo's got to say with Lindsay and then straight after that we'll touch base with Garth Willis
1: obviously uh, last week we had a bit of a chat just around um, kind of when you got to certain things and had a lot of functions last week but certainly this week looks like it went a lot better um, yeah pretty much since our chat everything went went well got your run done Friday um, yeah. how are the how are the intervals on Saturday on the bike Were those are uh, Bit of a challenge. Yeah, have of I actually have a question about that. I, yeah. I can't give my heart rate up. Like it says, one sixty,
2: and like as, as much my my legs given okay. before the rest of me does. So I don't know. Like you know, for five minutes, I can get it up to like one fifty yes. one, one fifty five odd. You'll see there.
1: I think one fifty eight was my max, but then I yeah. can't get it in further.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: So that's not, that's not uh, totally abnormal, um, and that is probably a function of not having the muscle mass at the moment, muscle strength, to be able to push yourself hard enough to get up to those numbers, and that'll come with time. So I think for now, the focus is to... The, the idea with the intervals is that you can ride as hard as you can for five minutes knowing that when you have that recovery that you're going to get enough recovery that you will be able to repeat pretty close to what you did the first time. And then by the time you get to the end of the intervals, you'll probably feel a little bit like, yo, I don't know if I can do another one of those. And if you kind of, if that's the feeling you're getting, then you're getting close to, to where we want to be. And if I look through your, Average heart rates for those, hundred forty-five, yeah, one forty-one, one forty-five, one forty-five. You were pretty consistent in that department, so I'm quite happy that you got pretty close to that um, as an yeah. objective. So that's not too too bad. Okay. Yeah. No, so I hammer it, but I just can't like as much as I push. And then I put I put the resistance up. I put the the incline up. Everything to try to try you know push because like going up the hill my heart rate goes goes through the roof yes so i tried to mimic that but i still couldn't
2: still couldn't get it
1: so 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 that may actually then also be linked to to doing it on the trainer that you that actually on the trainer you, you aren't quite able to push the big enough gear um yeah on the trainer. So that, that could be a, actually a combination of the, of the two.
2: Well, it's a great pleasure to welcome our next guest onto the podcast, Garth Willis. Garth, welcome on to Run with Coach Perry.
0: Morning, morning. Thanks very much. It's great to be able to join you.
2: Garth, we've got the coach with us as well. I'm going to hand you over to Lindsay in, in just a short while. But uh, before we do that, let's find out a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about your, your running background. Has running always been a big part of what you do and your life? It's been a big part of my life for a
0: long time. Um, when I was at school, I enjoyed sport. I always thought of uh, running as something that you have to do in order to be fit to play sport, and sport had to involve uh, a ball. Um, then going into varsity, uh, I suppose got more involved on the, on the social side and ended up getting into a bet with a friend in about uh, 1996. He said that, uh, there's no way I'd ever be able to run comrades, and so six months later, I did. And since then, running's been uh, a part of my life, i found, especially with having uh, children and uh, and work demands, uh, running as a sporting option fits in well. I can do it at five in the morning. I can't play soccer or, or cricket at five in the morning. So it's become an important part of keeping me sane.
2: I love how, I think for, for many South Africans, a, a bet and a few beers and comrades is how they start running. It's just like, or taking it seriously. That's always, it's so funny how many people probably nodding, listening to this, that that's a, their, their exact story. Tell me about the juggle. And, uh, and that's one thing that people struggle with is having a career, having a family and, and still getting time to train. Because you you don't, you, you're not a plotter, backer, packer like me. You you take this thing pretty seriously and you've got some some big goals.
0: I find I really enjoy the uh, the escape. Um, so it's a running group that gets me out in the morning. When I run by myself, I often uh, turn over and hit the snooze button. But committing in a WhatsApp the night before and knowing that there might be uh, guys or girls waiting in the car park for me to pitch gets me up in the morning, and that's the hardest part of the run. Once you're out, it's a great time of the day, and it's good having a bit of uh, banter and a bit of an escape from uh, whatever other stresses there, there are in life. So... The 5am run with the group in the morning has, uh, has become part of life and then obviously that fires up a bit of the competitive juices as well, a couple of chirps and uh, a few silly uh, Strava segments becomes, uh, becomes part of it and before you know it, it's, uh, it's addictive.
2: <laughs> I love it. Garth, tell me, tell me about some of the goals. What are you, what are you chasing? What are you, what's the, the short-term and long-term uh, sort of hopes for your running?
0: So I've always really enjoyed the uh, shorter races. I like the ability to go out, have a bit of a gamble in the first half and hope to uh, hang on and uh, and surprise myself with the time. I think because of that, I battled with the, the longer stuff, uh, especially with comrades. I've had, I've run three comrades, two of them I had uh, nightmare second halves, which were my fault for getting the pacing wrong. Um, so the goals really over the next nine months is to, uh, try and uh, bring myself to convert a more aerobic approach to training uh, into my running for, uh, for for the longer races. It's uh, tempted me out of uh, a 14-year hiatus from comrades that and I want to do the next one and I'd like to do the next uh, to do the next seven. More immediate goals are I'd like to break 40 for 10Ks. I've run 40.01, so I'd like to shave uh, two seconds off. I'd like to run a good comrades and then also uh, oh, I'd like to run a good marathon in feb and then uh, and then have a have a have a that I actually enjoy so be less uh focused on uh, on a time uh and and more focused on um having a good run running uh fairly even splits and uh hopefully enjoying the day out so that I actually do the next uh, seven or more I love it.
2: Well, Lindsay, I'm going to hand uh, Goth over to you. You've obviously sent a questionnaire through to to get some background, and and I know you've got a couple of questions, and I, I know Goth brought a couple of questions for you. So, uh, it's over to you, Coach.
1: Yeah. So uh, I've also had the the fortune of, um, or maybe his friends would would uh, say, misfortune of uh, having done a long run with Goth. So I do have a little bit of of, of insights into kind of what he's been doing. Um, and we've covered most of what was in the questionnaire, but uh, part of the reason we've got Garth on here is because he's got some very um, specific questions around how to get the best out of his running using a um, power meter or training for running with power. So I think that's really where we will focus on um, I think he's on. He is on a structured plan. Um, has asked a lot of questions already around how he should be doing certain types of of workouts and and pacing. And it comes through from uh, his uh, description there that that really one of the things that he's trying to figure out is is how to get the best out of pacing and to to learn um, that. And 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 then um, I think the next part of that process is then getting the, the balance of the training right, which is, for me, getting the balance right is literally all in the pacing. So I'm going to focus the, the, the talk then on the questions that um, Garth has asked and he did send those through um, earlier. And most of them I have got some good answers for, and some of them I don't have complete answers for, but, you know, at least, it, it starts a discussion and, and I'm also kind of learning, uh, about power as I go. And it is a relatively new parameter anyway in running. Right. So that's, um, uh, an intro to what we're going to be discussing. Um, I'm going to run through the questions, uh, Garth. And then obviously if, if any other question pops up as I'm speaking or you don't quite understand what I, or how I'm explaining something, then just stop me, um, because this will be a little bit more one-sided, I guess, than, than some of the other calls that we've done. But you know, that's just because you 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 know what you want out of this, and let's give um, yeah, you know, let, 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 let's try and cover that in as much detail as we can in the time that we've got. So, the first question is actually one of the more important questions, uh, and that is setting up your zones and how to set them up. And you have done uh, the three, nine minute test that they recommend on stride. And and I, I have used that too, to set up my initial zones and then subsequent to that have actually used um, more sustained efforts. So 10 K and 15 K races to, to get a, and then I extrapolate basically what is my threshold, which is what we're trying to figure out. Uh, there's, there's plenty of evidence to suggest, not just, not specifically to running, but that the shorter sort of FTP type of workouts tend to over predict that um, threshold slightly. That doesn't concern me too much because later on down the post, you, you talk about, um, the range being quite wide. And that really is the point, is that our physiology ranges are and there aren't black and white lines which kind of go, okay, well now we're aerobic and and now we're completely anaerobic. It seems to be quite a, a fairly broad transitional area. So I still feel that any test done needs to be done properly. And a test like a three, nine minute does take... A little bit of learning um and so in answer to your question you 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 feel like you gave it your best in the three minutes but that your nine minutes was possibly a little bit conservative on one hand it may give you a slightly closer answer to the to your true threshold um but on the other hand i I feel like let's do a test and do it properly Use it to set up your your initial zones, and then when you do do a hard five k, eight k, ten k, we can then sort of bring those tweak those zones slightly and bring them into a range. Um, and down the line, that will be the better way of tracking and, and changing and, and adjusting power. Um, so I'm fairly happy with the the. The, the power zones that are recommended by um, Stride on the Stride Power Center. Um, and I'm also quite happy with the, the, the zones that are recommended on, on Training Peaks. But to give you an idea so that you can sort of quantify in your mind what does that all mean, I like to do the sort of recovery and endurance work and around about 80% or just, just under 80% of your calculated threshold power. Um, I like to do a little bit of work at or just under threshold work. And those will be, you know, your, your, let's call them your fast finishes, your, your tempo runs, that type of, of run. I like to do a little bit of work in there and then, we work at about 105% for sort of one mile type of repeats. We probably work at about 107 to 110% at, um, for 1000, 800 to 1000 meter repeats. We work at about 115%, sometimes 120% for 400 meter repeats. Um, yeah, so that kind of, Give you and an, for, for two for two minute hill repeats, it's about the same as one k repeats. Uh, when we're working with power, obviously pace is very different. Um, and uh, and when we're doing power hills, so one minute hills or focusing on power, then it's probably quite similar, with just a bit higher than than 400. So hopefully that gives you enough info to start really playing around with that, that power meter and, and being in the, the, the right zones. Um, your second question is probably the most important question uh, that you ask. Okay. So you're buying into this concept of equal effort, um, but is equal effort the same as equal work? And, um, In terms of energy expenditure, the answer should be yes, okay? Um, But in reality, there's a few practical points that you do make in here, and that is that um, you have to run the uphills too slowly and too fast on the downhills, right? So I feel that is exactly the point of power, is that it does slow you down on the downhill,s and it actually forces you to run where you're supposed to run. Now on the easy runs, that is an extremely useful tool because a, a, a hill, and this is something that, that most people cannot conceptualize, is that a hill can be very easy if you run it slowly enough. So when you're doing your easy runs, then I would Say so you need to focus on keeping that hill reasonably close. So I would say I pr- I'd probably be comfortable with it sliding up about ten, fifteen watts, somewhere around there. Okay. And, and on the downs, you're absolutely right that that you would you would have probably too much of an eccentric load if you were to be exactly in the power zone. So the exact same would apply. You're probably about 10 watts lower than, than what you would be on the flats. And then that pulls you, that sort of band really pulls you into ensuring that the whole run is in fact easy. Um, and then when we're running in races, I think that's possibly for me, uh, and, and obviously we've discussed a little bit on the forum about this, but possibly for me, The the, the major difference between last year November when I ran New York and this year September when I ran Cape Town, the real difference was that I absolutely bought into the average power um, on the hills and that meant that although on the day, Cape Town Day, I didn't feel amazing at the start, I really had one of my best marathons that I've had in years because I really just felt so good when I was supposed to feel good, um, because I really did behave and listen to the power when I went uphill. And at New York, I did precisely what you're talking about here is that in a race, it's, it's very hard for you to, to hold yourself back in the, in the race. And, and in New York, I absolutely unraveled spectacularly in the last five Ks. Um, and it's just, I could feel it happening to be honest it, because every hill was hard. So um, I totally buy into that equal effort. And I felt, I feel like that is the most critical aspect of the power meter. Um And I, and I've, I've said this to you before, and I know that you've read some reviews that the, that you do need to adjust that thinking when you are running into hill, into a, a wind, um, and again, if I use Cape Town, I found that the wind impacted my power by about 15 watts. So the same effort um, in the wind was measuring 285 watts. And um, when I was out of the wind, that was just over 300 watts. So you do have to take that into account. And experience will teach you how to just tweak that number when it's, it's uh, very windy. Um, the number three, I think I've. I so, think sorry, might, let's, yes, let's
0: yes. sorry. If I can just jump in there,
1: what,
0: what yes. I'm besting to get my head around is the the range and paces. So, yes, I can I can I can fully buy into um, keeping the uh, the power consistent on a fairly uh, level route. It's been a big help on uh, on easy runs, um, but I paid specific attention this morning. It was a it was a recovery run. Uh, for me, that's um, targeting uh, 260 watts or about uh, my my math heart rate of, uh, of 135. And on the flats, that meant I was averaging 510, 515. On the downhills, about 420, 425. And on the uphills, it was seven minutes a K. And when I was doing the uphill, I thought, you know, let me stick to it. I understand this is a recovery. I know what I'm trying to get out of the session. It felt incredibly slow. The interesting thing for me was that over the course of the run, I actually averaged uh, 5.15. I averaged my, my flat pace, which I, d- I felt like I'd run a lot slower than that. So it kind of reinforced the concept of uh, of even power in uh, in achieving um, the, the, the kind of targeted average time. But in a race, that range, if, if instead of targeting 5.15, I was targeting, let's say, for a 21, 4.15, yes. that would mean that – Um, If the pace bands move um, on a a linear basis, um, I would then, instead of seven minutes a K up the hill, I'd be running six minutes a K up the hill, which would feel a bit slow. But equally, on the downhill, I'd have to run 325, which would feel a bit fast. And so I'm battling to get my heart behind the science that on a hilly route that I actually – uh should be targeting that wider range of, of, of paces on um you know across the uphills and the downhills. Are you saying I should ignore
1: that and I, I must trust the trust the science? Yes, and I look I am a little bit surprised in, in in your case that the difference is quite that large um because if I look again, if I mean, my, my, most of my experience is, is on myself. And then one, I do have a couple of people that I coach specifically on power, but I would be, um, on a, a, a run. I typically average quite close to what you are, are, are averaging. Um, but the difference is that at those same power on the flat, I'm running up the hills at, um, well, considerably faster than seven minutes. Okay. Probably more like 540, um, 545. So part of that could be, and, and, and it'll speak to what comes a little bit later in some of your questions is part of that could be speaking to efficiency, particularly when you run uphill. And it could well be that, that in particular, when you run uphill, you are running especially, um, Inefficiently, but you know, time will tell, and it should get better. But yeah, in a race, there's definitely a little bit of wiggle room, and that's where I was talking about maybe 10 to 15 watts higher, um, and 10 to 15 watts lower on the downs. Uh, but and and again, the shorter the race, the, I think you you surprise yourself that you, you may well be able to get down to those three. 320s. But yes, I would in the initial stages really just trust it because then you, you start to see it as you have done on your easy runs. When you've got to run seven minutes um, up, okay, up, that feels like it's impossible. I'm not going to get anywhere near. But at the end of the run, it's confirmed on heart rates and, and everything else.
0: Perfect. Thanks. I think part yeah. of today might have also been uh, tired dead legs. Uh, so maybe the, the range is wider than normal. So I'll, I'll keep an eye on that over time.
1: Okay. Okay. And then, then, so we've only got seven minutes left. So let me get into the very complicated bits here, um, for you. And, you know, what should you be tracking over time? So, um, you definitely want to keep things like stride length, um, and your, your, your form power and your leg spring really tell you a lot about your efficiency. So, those are things that should improve over time, and if they are not improving over time, that may point to a, a need to get into the gym and actually do some strength training, which is exactly in this very block of training that I'm doing. That's exactly where I am. So I've done a lot of, you know, speed work and hills and and those sort of things also do help uh, with that spring stiffness um, and. Um, form power, but I kind of feel like we've done, I've done really good training and, I'm, and i and I have, there's a lot of, when I compare to the norms, there's a lot of room for improvement there for me. So I'm in the gym working quite hard now. Honestly, I, I haven't gone and had a look yet at, at the, the numbers, but I can feel the difference when I'm running. So I'm pretty certain that when I sit down and have a chat with Neil, who, who oversees my he's my coach, I think we'll see some some improvement there. Um so these things will improve and you can track them. Um there's a there's an app, I think it's called Cheetah, that can help you to come it it, it helps you to track heart rate versus speed versus power. So that is probably a a, a great app for you to go and have a look and search for. Um, so that you can graph all those, those things in one place and track them over time. Um, and hopefully as we work with our developer, we'll pull that sort of stuff, stuff into, to our app and you will be able to have graphs to compare all three or any parameters, um, together. So. Yeah, we, we've got uh, a couple of minutes left, so I don't know if you've got another um, question that I can maybe get for you. Um, I know that's quite a lot of information to process in a short period of time. Thanks very
0: much, Lindsay. I do have another uh, question, um, and it's around uh, running the, the, the tough one. I don't want to race it, so I haven't been doing specific training for it. But I want to use it as a, a first test of my ability to actually behave in the first, first time to behave in a race and the first time in the first half of the race. Done a tough one before, got to halfway thinking that I'm ahead of track and it's the low point altitude wise in the run and yes. uh, ended up playing in the second half. So this time I, w- I want to use it as a uh, a bit of a dress rehearsal for a uh, for a longer run, um, running more uh, consistently. I just wanted to get your thoughts on whether throwing that in in the middle of my 10k training program is uh, is smart, and, uh, and, and, and and what I could do to get the most out of that as a as, as, a, as a as a training run. How how I should be approaching
1: yeah. this. So if you treated it as a purely long run. It's gonna give you like endurance that you cannot believe in a 10k run. Okay, so I, I you know, and I, and I did answer that on the on the forum before. Is that the the even the fast programs are a little bit conservative because I don't have connection with with people. But in this sort of when specific case, absolutely, I would encourage doing a 32k run. But you need to set it. Um, in your your kind of long run zone two, so and you're probably because it's a race, you'll end up probably near the top of zone two. That's okay, but it's, you've just got to make sure that you don't creep in, like really be disciplined and don't go into zone three. And then it's going to give you an absolutely brilliant little test case for. How you feel the next day and how your overall pacing is in the race. Um, kind of just, just as an, as an interest point for you, if you were setting out to race the race, and this will still give you this sense if you do the thing easy and, and, and stick to your zones is that what I've figured now specifically from Cape Town is that if you stick to your power in the first quarter, you will warm up really nicely and then start to feel good. If you stick to your power in the in the second quarter, you'll feel like at halfway that you really should be going and want to go, but don't. If you stick to your your power for that third quarter, then in the fourth quarter, you can literally ignore your power and really go for it. Now you obviously won't do that at RSC, but I think you'll get the You'll get the sense of what I'm talking about because you'll suddenly get to um, where you just turn off main road and think to yourself, well, hell, you know, wish I could feel like this every time I run a race. But the principle will be if you race it, you'll be slightly more tired and whatever, but you will still feel that strength if you use the pacing mechanism like that. Lindsay, I was going to treat
0: it as a progression run. So I was going to run three quarters easy and then open up for the last quarter. You're saying I, I shouldn't do that and I should rather just treat it as a as a long run. I mean, is there value in progression long runs?
1: Where, how, where is this in relation to your plan 10K? Um, well, I don't actually have
0: a plan 10K. I wanted to do speed work and I'm going to start a marathon training program in uh, – in, in mid December, so what I'm going to do instead of a 10k race is I'm going to run the I'm going to run an 8k time trial probably second week of December.
1: So that would be three weeks after. Yes. three weeks after this year. So then I wouldn't do that. Um, yes. If it was four weeks, you possibly got away with it. And as you were talking there, I was thinking, okay, if you're not actually going to race the 10 and then go into marathon program, then yes, uh, there's loads of benefits in progression runs for marathon training um but no three weeks out pure pure long long run um and then in that 8k you really will feel you probably feel like you run out of road your 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 aerobic system will, will be right where it needs to be that that's that speed will hopefully be your limiting factor
2: yeah, God, thank you. Thank you for your time. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it listening to, to the two of you guys talking about it. Cause, uh, I'm nowhere close to the level that you two run. And, uh, yeah, I, I need to get myself a power meter, man. I need all the help I can get. Sounds, it sounds, a, <laughs> it sounds amazing. God, thanks for your time, mate. Really appreciate it. Let us know how it goes. Uh, I'm, I'm keen to see how, how you progress at the, at the tough one. And, uh, if you do manage to behave, cause, uh, I think if you do, you're going to have an amazing run. Excellent. Thanks very much, and congratulations
0: to you guys on the platform. I'm really enjoying it.
2: No, no worries. Thank you for for, for supporting us. And uh, yeah, just finally on that, you one of our lifetime members. T- tell me, tell me a little bit about why you joined. What What are you loving about it?
0: I'm really enjoying
2: the uh, the
0: structured program. It stops me from uh, experimenting and tinkering with my with my own theories. Um, I'm enjoying the ability to get uh, guidance from uh, from coaches, and I enjoy the uh, forum discussions and the podcasts to hear from other runners and uh, learn from their experiences. So overall, I found that uh, that's all helping a lot.
2: Brilliant. Garth, well, we appreciate you and uh, yeah, we'll catch up in the forums. If you've got any other questions, you know exactly where to go and we'll we'll, we'll chat there. Good stuff. Thanks very much. And that's it for this edition of uh, Run with Coach Perry. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget as well, uh, if you'd like to check out the Coach Parry online training platform and community, just head over to coachparry.com forward slash join. All the details are there. Uh, you can get access to every single one of our training programs as well as a group of fantastic coaches. You'll get on to a structured training program. Uh, and everything literally in your pocket with our Android and iOS iOS app as well. So definitely check that out. And our winner in our Biogen Journey competition this week is uh, someone who used that hashtag Biogen Journey on Twitter. And it is Gary Late. I hope I pronounced that uh, right. His Twitter handle is at underscore G-A. Saying, bye Janessa, I keep in shake by doing the Umdoni park run most weekends. How's this? His PB has gone from 55.04 to 26.40 this year. That is amazing, Gary. I love it. I know he's lost a lot of weight as well. Uh, his next target for a parkrun, sub 25. Well, Gary, we're going to give you three months' access to the coach uh, as well as our online training platform. Let's help you get that sub 25 parkrun. Uh, we'll be in touch with you. Don't forget as well if you'd like to win, make sure you use that hashtag across the socials so on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. It doesn't really matter. We'll find it. Hashtag Biogen Journey. Let us know what you're up to, what you need help with. Uh, and who knows, you could be a winner next week. Until then, from myself, Brad Brown, it's cheers.